Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. In the last episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast, it was, uh, you know, right before the you know, New Year season. And I mentioned to everyone, um, you know, go, go and have a happy and healthy New Year, emphasis on the healthy. And I did not take that advice as I have been off on the injured list of the podcast <laughs> with COVID for the past couple of weeks. Um, so apologies for not getting the pod out. Um, it's been a weird time in the world, but we're happy to be back with you in the new year. And I'm joined today uh, with my esteemed colleague, uh, Mr. Yidu. Yidu, hello and Happy New Year, officially. Happy New Year, Fodi. I'm glad you're back. I know you're not 100% yet, but uh, it's good to have you back in the, in the game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be back, to be honest, and, and good to do things other than lie in bed and cough. So I, I, I enjoy that. And I enjoy to be, ta- you know, to, to be talking about uh, the crypto market again. Obviously, we've, we've all been following it over the course of the past weeks. So I'm not going to do a, a retrospective on it, but um, I'm injured and so is the market. So it's very <laughs> apropos. Yeah. Uh, are you sure it- it's because you're not, you're, um, you're sick that you weren't able to buy up the market? Actually, um, you know, I actually kind of liquidated a majority of my positions um, mm. a couple weeks back. Um, so I kind of kind of like such the- a smart move uh, in <laughs> retrospect. Right? Yeah, I kind of saw like the writing on the wall. I mean, again, like mm-hmm. I'm not playing with a ton of of a like a bank, I guess, comparatively to other people. But you know, I have about 20k liquid right now, mm. um, just waiting. Um, so I basically liquidated all of my Bitcoin and ETH. Um, mm-hmm. and have, you know, like some of my other minor investments out there, um, for like another couple grand, but I- I'm, I'm waiting to see how things are looking. And I guess, you know, jumping into the, to the episode this week, uh, I guess some of our attentions need to look towards mother Russia, right? Is that, is that, a, <laughs> is that, uh, did I say that right? Or, or is, are we, are we going into world war three? Is, is that, uh, well, I hope not. I mean, that sounds pretty scary like whatever is going on there but um like obviously geopolitical events always have an influence on markets and um based on what have heard so far out of russia um it sounds like they might be rattling their saber a little bit you know so we don't know what's going to happen like geopolitically but for sure the market has taken a hit from that and when you say rattle saber you mean rattle their giant military might around right, missiles right, right. and stuff it at the Ukrainian border for that. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's had an impact on the global, uh, equity market. Right. So, um, absolutely. You know, if you've been following the stocks, uh, you know, not only has, uh, what's been going on with, uh, with the hawkish kind of guidance given by, by the fed in regards to raising, uh, interest rates, Mm-hmm. Um, been affecting the market, but also uh, Mr. Putin over there, who at one point was a fan of the pod. I don't know what happened, but uh, he's now escalating um, some of the activity across the Ukrainian border, um, which is having ripple on effects into global markets. 
And I guess the question I would have for you is, is, is this like more of an indication that that the crypto market is very heavily tied to what's going on um, in the traditional kind of legacy equity markets? Because it kind of seems that way. Yeah. yeah if, if you asked me this question six months ago, I would have said, I would have said no, um, because, you know, historically, Bitcoin or crypto in general is considered as a kind of a, a hedge against um, gold or hedge against the traditional economy. And we are supposed to um, have our independent um, kind of, you know, course, you know, when it comes to to the way the market behaves. But um, unfortunately, what we've seen in the, in the past few months is that the, um, the crypto market is becoming more and more correlated with the legacy markets. Um, like it or not, like we are even more reliant on the legacy market being performant. And whenever there's any sort of jitters in the legacy market, crypto ended up dumping more, you know, on the downside. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's, that's like an argument against like Bitcoin being like a, um, kind of a risk, risk on, risk on asset. Um, rather it's, it's behaving more and more like legacy. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think, I think when you look behind that, you just look into the psychology of the, the investor, right. And if we look at a lot of the volume, a lot of the volume is coming from kind of big money assets, right? They're, you know, Mm -hmm. big, big money investors, um, you know, institutional investors that are also investing into, into Bitcoin. Um, folks that aren't as maxi as 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 our, our good friend Michael Saylor out there from MicroStrategy, who's who's still buying tons of Bitcoin. Such a baller. Yeah. Yeah. He's still market buying Bitcoin as we He's speak. He's still right market now, buying Bitcoin. He, he'll be market buying Bitcoin to the day he dies, it seems, <laughs> yeah. that guy. But, you know, I think, look, look, everyone, like, if you look at what's been happening in the stock market, Netflix is down over, I think it's like over 60%. Mm. Um, you have space that's down, you have all of these like really, really high uh, grossing, um, types of, uh, right. you know, S and P 500 and, and te- large, very large tech stocks that have just yeah. taken a killing. Right. I mean, some are down over 70% over the course of the past couple of weeks. And what do we see with traditional investment when markets seem to be more vil- volatile and the fear and greed index is incredibly low? Well, people start buying things like bonds again, and they mm-hmm. rotate their money into that, right? So, is is that what we're seeing here with with crypto as well? I think so. I think there's a lot of money, like big money, on the sideline right now, and they're not just buying this dip. Um, you know, I, I I'm not saying that people should, but uh, historically, when you have like a big uh, liquidation cascade like to like today, um, you know, we had one probably like three months ago in, in September last year and uh we got what like 20 billion uh, liquidations i think today we're already hitting like one or two billion um which is not great but usually when you when you have a big liquidation that means um a lot of money was being a lot of chips were being taken off the table um usually on the other other side of the trade you have like a organization or institution uh which takes all the chips away from the retail uh investors right so, but for this one, uh, I just don't don't see like I don't think <laughs> I might sound even bearish here. I don't think we found the bottom yet. Uh, I don't think we fully found the buyers um, that's going to step in and say, "Hey, let me take all of your chips at this point, at this well, price the, point." 
that brings up that brings up a really good point because that was going to be my next question is like mm-hmm. where is the bottom of this bitch and it seems like in order to kind of talk about that in an educated fashion because you know i do rely on you for that um i think it's i think it'd be important to talk about this notion of max pain because i know even some of the people that listen to the podcast, you know, they're 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 newer to <clears throat> to this type of market, and um, Max Payne is not only a, a character um, from Rockstar Games, but it's also a term that we use quite regularly here in the crypto market. At least when we look into these kind of long squeeze scenarios, which is like um, we're trying to squeeze right. a lot of folks out of positions, out of over leveraged positions, so. What like what is the what is max pain and what is that if you're aware of what the max pain number is currently right now? Yeah, yeah. So um, my um my get out over my skis here a little bit because I'm not really an options trader um, by trade, but um, my understanding of of the the max pain we're gonna start with the um, the options trading where you have the calls and the puts. So the calls are basically. Um, you know, for a trader to say, hey, I expect, for example, Bitcoin to hit um, $50,000 by March 31st, 2022. Um, whereas uh, the puts, the puts call, the puts uh, order is like an order where a trader would bet on the Bitcoin price to hit 30K by the same date. So basically, one, the cause is expecting Bitcoin to long, you're, you're longing Bitcoin, where, whereas the puts are shorting bitcoin effectively so you know when you have um these two sided right you have two sides of the bet uh, betting against each other um usually there there is a winner and there's a loser um let's say if bitcoin hits fifty-one thousand, obviously um the people who place the calls win uh whereas if the bitcoin price fell below 30 30k uh the puts win um, however, there is a a, a mat, what it's called like a max pain price, uh, which is kind of the middle point where neither the the calls or the puts win. So that's where um, basically things things are at a tie, and therefore nobody really wins from the trade. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about your your ski tips, but you you definitely Sean Whited that um, all the way down there. I think that was a great, uh, description or, or definition of kind of what that is. And yeah. I think if we were looking at some of the options expiry, um, some were, 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 um, supposed to expire today. I think the other mm-hmm. big, big, uh, time is, is Tuesday of next week. And that max pain number seems to be around 38 K. Mm-hmm. If you yep. look at the price of Bitcoin today, uh, I think we're just north of um, what is it, thirty six, thirty six k, something like that. Yeah, yeah so I we're think, we're yeah. like in that range of like everyone come get wrecked, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Which seems to be a pretty good indicator, I guess, at least in in this type of a squeeze. I mean, at least it appears like it's a squeeze because, I mean, I think it's fair to say we're not out of the bull yet, right? Yeah, I, I I don't think we're out of the bull market yet. Um, but I will say, like you, you made a really great great point there. Like basically, you have this battle between the longs and the shorts, and everybody is trying to squeeze the the other side out. So probably the people who are shorting right now, they're trying to get below that uh, max pain price thirty seven k, 
um, so that their their puts might win out. Whereas the long side, you know, like even if it seems pretty weak, they're probably still trying to buy it up on the spot market uh, to push the the spot price above thirty seven k. Um, so that by the end of Tuesday, if it, it goes above 37K, uh, they actually win. Their costs would win. So it's just this epic bat- battle between the longs and the shorts uh, that's playing out in front of our eyes. Yeah, and I think I, um, I'm, I'm reading here. So the bulls or the, the folks that are pushing on the longs, they have a, I think, up to if if the price trades above... I think it's 41K or something like that. There's um, <clears throat> $210 million at stake in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it trades below this, uh, this, kind of, this kind of 40, I think it's the 44 number, or four, no, 41, the bears, I guess, or people that, are, that have puts in have up to $82 million. And oh, wow. there's that number that's the 37 where all of that gets liquidated, right? So yeah. um, I heard a really, like, really, really great, I guess if, if you know, if listeners are listening and wondering, like, what the hell do I do? Um, I heard, like, a really, really great, um, almost like an analogy. Um, and it goes a little bit something like this. If you can't be a whale um, that move the markets like this, be a barnacle, mm. right? <laughs> be a barnacle that sits on the whale. And Mm -hmm. in this case, if you're kind of looking at hmm, what might be a really good buying opportunity for Bitcoin, maybe it's going to be something below that max pay number. Um, Right. Because I think next week we are going to see some bullish days. And I think we're going to see some run ups um, specifically on Bitcoin. Now, again, I think it's maybe a good opportunity now for us to talk about some of the alts briefly, because obviously ETH is getting killed as well. And so sure. are some of the other alts that are out there. Um, I, I think the only one that isn't really substantially getting killed is like Luna. Um, but um, ETH, uh, Avalanche, um, you name it, um, you know, are down significantly um, over the course of the, the, the past couple of weeks. So, you know, maybe if you don't want to be a barnacle on, 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 on Bitcoin, particularly, it would be a good opportunity to uh, to be, you know, speculating on some of these layer one alts. What, what do you What are your thoughts yeah. on that? And yeah, I think just one last point before we finish on um, Bitcoin. Uh, I think you asked me earlier uh, what's kind of the overall state of market is. I guess my quick, you know, two sentence answer is that like Bitcoin is inching into the dangerous territory. Uh, whereas ETH is still okay. Um, my reason for saying that is because um, Bitcoin, if you look at the, the weekly cloud, um, Bitcoin has touched into the cloud for the first time since March 2020, which was the last time, um, you know, when Corona first broke, that was the last time uh, things went to shit. And that's the Ichimoku, would... the Ichimoku cloud, right? That's the Ichimoku cloud, yes. Right. So, so. That's basically we haven't been in the cloud since 2020 uh, March all the way until January 2022. So that's a bit of a warning sign. Uh, I know I'm always like really long term bullish, but we can't ignore the fact that Bitcoin fell into cloud almost like if you look at the cloud right now, the the bottom the bottom layer is at 30 33,000. 
uh, the upper upper side of the cloud is at 41. So Bitcoin is trading at 36 right now. So we're dangerously close to the, the lower side or the downside of the cloud, which is at 34. Um, what that means is, you know, it could, you know, it could either touch that and then bounce back up because, you know, the lower side of the cloud is a very like a robust um, basis or foundation for the price, for the price levels. Um, but the upside of that is uh, the, the flip side of that is if it breaks below that, there's not too much support there. So all hell could break loose is basically my point if we don't ha- if we don't hold 33. Right. I think the support is in the 20s right after potentially. Right. Um, right. For, for Bitcoin after that. So, yeah. And again, yeah. that's that's probably like one of the, be- the better indicators out there. If you guys are if you guys have a trading view app and you ever go into trading view and you click on your little indicator button and you mm-hmm. type in Ichimoku cloud. Ichimoku cloud is probably one of the better indicators, uh, you know, kind of letting you know whether or not a specific asset is either bullish or bearish, whether or not it breaks in and out of that cloud. And once it mm-hmm. drops below that cloud, which we haven't seen in a number of years, as as, as you kind of mentioned there, it it looks a little bearish. So, yeah, it's kind of scary. Like, I think ETH, ETH is fine. Like, Bitcoin is, is not great, but ETH is still okay. Like, somehow, despite the the drop from 33k to now what 25k 2500 sorry um yeah 3400 to 2500 like we're still somehow above the cloud so if we can some somehow reclaim 2700 by the end of the the week i'll be okay with um continuing uh, whatever we're doing right now but you know if we dip into 2200 um, that's again another red flag I uh, should be watching out for. Yeah, and again, the end of the weeks um, and and the way that the weekly candles look uh, in the crypto market is, I believe, what is it like uh, four p.m. or something like that Eastern time on Sunday, right? So I think that's the that's the way. Yeah, I think um, it depends on the the time zone you use. Right? I think usually people use um, the UTC time zone, uh, which I believe is a six hours difference if i'm not mistaken um you know ahead of the the eastern time but uh, regardless you can tell usually there's like pretty wild fluctuations uh, around like 8 or 9 p.m on on sunday uh, because that's when the the weekly clouds uh, or the weekly um technically ends uh on the utc time yeah let's light those candles baby i mean um I think so. So next week, obviously, there's a big, uh, big meeting again, the Fed mm. to talk about um, when, you know, the first interest rates are going to drop. Um, I think um, there are talks to kind of peace, peace, keep what's going on right now in the Ukraine with Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, but until we have any type of clarity there, it's, it's very risky time to invest. So, you know. Stay yeah. safe with your money out there, everyone. And if you want to speculate, it's also a good opportunity for you to probably make some money while the market is incredibly volatile. Right. Buy buy yeah. winter's bullet on the street, as they say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, it's you know, scared money don't make no money, as they say. So, uh, you <laughs> Very know, true. yeah. So, um, just I mean, we we touched upon ETH briefly. Um, you know, I think we saw a couple other things in the market that kind of negatively impacted things. There was a big crypto.com hack mm-hmm. where, where over, I think they lost over 40 million. Um, you know, the, the alts obviously are moving along with ETH. The whole market is bleeding. 
Um, is there anything that you you are bullish on in in from an asset <laughs> perspective that's out there, or should we just move on? We should just pack the bags and and call it call uh, it in there, right? It was fun. It was fun. No, yeah, I mean, there's there is one tiny little bright spot in this entire entire run, uh, which is the the NFT market somehow is still somehow bullish. I don't know how, but um, it really started out with the uh, looks rare. Um, um, airdrop I think this is from like last maybe a week and a half ago um, I don't know how much how much attention did you pay to that photo because you were in the middle of um, recuperating from your illness but basically there was a major airdrop from looks rare which is a decentralized uh, NFT platform um, they intend to compete with OpenSea uh, as a kind of a decentralized counterpart to OpenSea um, they actually did really well. Like they, they rewarded all the uh, OpenSea users who have spent uh, three Ethereum or more in the past two years, I think. Um, and if you qualify, uh, you, you get access to, I think, like 200 uh, rare tokens or looks tokens. Um, you can, you know, once you have those, claim those tokens, you can either um, trade them on a secondary market or you can provide liquidity and gain uh, trading fees. Um, and you can even stake into the looks rare platform and then earn staking rewards. So yeah, it was a super like user friendly and um, really like you know reward the users type of platform and you know it's intended to to make OpenSea look bad almost uh, because OpenSea hasn't really rewarded their users, right? They're supposed to release a token, but they decided not to and, they're probably going to go on IPO, which means that the users will not be rewarded at all. So LooksRare is kind of like a, a slap in the face to um, to OpenSea and also kind of like this flagship, you know, Web3 NFT trading platform. Someone someone check on Jack Dorsey because I don't know if he's okay out there <laughs> um, with the with the. The, the benefits of Web3 coming up to rear its ugly head again. Um, right, right. No, actually, right. actually, you know, you know, I've, I've been trying to keep up with the market, but I, I, I knew that NFTs were kind of on the upswing again, but I didn't know that mm-hmm. it was all kind of uh, centered around what's going on with looks rare. So that's that's interesting. I mean, I think yeah. we heard about I, I knew about looks rare from some of the competitive marketing that was put out by NFTB, which was that that yeah. other type of um, NFT marketplace that that was out there that I was interested in um, a couple right. of weeks back. Um, but I didn't know that they actually released um, their token and they airdropped it, which obviously a ton of people are going to be interested in using a platform if you're giving them free money, right? So For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, I think that's, that's really cool. Like they did that and not only they're rewarding users, they're also basically attracting new users, right? For someone who hasn't, hasn't um who weren't eligible to to claim the token they might want to be looking into looks rare now because they can still earn trading rewards um if you like list your nfts on looks rare instead of open um if you if you sell your nfts i think you get like a two percent rewards um instead of nothing you know on from open uh, from open so yeah it's really a, a win-win situation for everyone have you been messing around on there? I mean, what's your... What's yeah, your I, I did a bit of a um, full disclosure. I did a bit of a wash trading on it um, just to get the um, the trading fee rewards. Um, 
there is a, a bit of um like a gaming system thing going on like you have to calculate like how much you trade on it to warrant the the rewards uh, because they put a cap on the amount of um, staking or trading rewards you can claim every day uh, if the volume goes too high um, it goes above the thir- th- certain threshold you wouldn't be able to claim additional trading rewards even if you you trade trade it a lot so yeah there's a bit of a like a game theory going on like in order to maximize your gains um, but other than that you know I've been just enjoying the, the platform like it's very user-friendly and it's like you know and another good thing is that if you don't have to pay the the, the, the penalty sorry not pen, the royalties um, on looks rare as opposed to open C uh, you have to pay like five percent ten percent royalties um, back to the user interesting yeah so I'm looking at it right now and uh, one of the trending um, projects right there on the homepage is crypto bats hmm. um, by Ozzy Osbourne so Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> Uh, has created his own nice. uh, NFTs, and now I ask you: Is that the top? Or that uh, probably is. Ozzy Osbourne releasing NFT is probably the top of the NFT market. It's got to be, man. Come on, got to I mean, be. Let's, There's no let's better be way. Real with ourselves. <laughs> no, uh, I I can see that looks rare is legitimate because I already see uh, when you Google it that there are um, spoofed versions of the website mm. already that are out there. So I see looks R L A. RE so looks so rar um, mm-hmm. is out there. Um, there's a number of other ones. So oh yeah, uh, very very interesting. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye out on this, um, especially now since NFTs are a good investment again, which is yeah for sure for sure. I care. Um, and, and just another one cool other full one cool feature of looks rare is that um, if you want to let's say you want to bid on a, a board ape. But you don't know, like you just want to buy a floor ape, right? You don't care like which ape it is. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you say, "Hey, I can pay." Uh, I don't know what the floor price. Maybe it's like 80, 80 Ethereum right now. Let's say I'm willing to pay eighty Ethereum. Just grab me any ape, you know that that meets that price. So what's it gonna do is it's gonna send that 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 uh, that uh, request to all the users, to all the owners, and say, you know, do you want to accept this this bid, this offer? And if anyone accepts it, you can automatically, you know, you know, the exchange, the, the money, sorry, the ETH with the NFT and the deal is done. Right. As opposed to on OpenSea, you have to like manually go click put in each, minimum yeah, on each one. Yeah. And you have to pay a gas for each offer you put in. So so they really streamlined that process for you, um, you know, to make it easier for the users. Honestly, that's awesome. That is such a cool use um, use case there. I know, right? Um, compared to compared to OpenSea, so that's. Yeah. I mean, you add that with the staking and the you know the I guess the the transaction fee rewards that they're providing back to their users, and uh, mm-hmm. it seems like OpenSea might have some explaining to do, as they say. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so, and the whole NFT market is just you know booming again, like. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, Neymar Neymar just bought a board ape yesterday. Um, so he's one of the, you know, thousands of celebrities who owns a board ape now. Maybe that's yeah. another thing. I haven't I, ha- I hadn't seen that, but Neymar obviously a very large uh, international soccer player out there in the world. So another uh, very famous celebrity going out there buying a board ape. I know that. Um, I mean, l- let's just talk about like, briefly about kind of the revival of 
of kind of the NFT marketplace? Is it is it sure. solely on so rare or is this kind of a, the phenomenon of another great rotation out of um, what's been going on in the traditional kind of crypto market and kind of folks kind of rotating some of that money uh, yeah. in a degenerate fashion back in <laughs> Just a bunch of degenerates rotating all the time. Yeah, I think that's definitely a factor. Um, I think what's happening in my mind is is um, there's like two kind of in parallel universe that's that's going on like within the crypto world like people are rotating from their kind of underperforming shit coins to nfts um because they're they're seeing this trend right that's like mainstream um adoption of nfts that is happening much quicker than your DeFi, much quicker than your um web free you know tools or anything like that right basically nfts is this trojan horse uh, that's bringing new users into the web three world uh, without like super complicated algorithm and you know obtuse you know DeFi mechanics. So the NFTs really are, are 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 you know helping people to onboard into the crypto world. So people are seeing that, and that's why the the crypto native people are rotating into NFTs. And meanwhile, like your celebrities, your your average daily users are also getting into converging their interest in NFTs as well. So yeah, I mean the, the combination of these two streams um, you know, caused the market to go up like crazy. Um and especially, you know, I'm from the Asian community, like there's a bunch of like Hong Kongies, um, you know, pop stars, they're releasing their their own FT NFTs. Um, there's this guy called Jay Cho who's like um like a hip hop, you know, R and B star in China and he just you know released his own NFTs called a Phantom Bear. Um terrible name I know, but regardless, you know, he basically garnered um like thousands, millions of his fans, you know, in, in China in the Chinese Asian community, and then, you know, onboarded them into the NFT markets just with one release. So Things like that. It's just insane, like how how quickly uh, NFT is being adopted, and you know that's why the market is so hot right now. It's almost like it's you know people don't know how to how the how much of a terrible market we are in right now in the crypto world. <laughs> They're just like, oh yeah, let's let's keep the party going. NFT NFT world. See, I heard the NFT market kind of rebounded because that one um, OnlyFans girl that was farting into the jars that had a heart attack. Um, she decided that she was actually going to. <laughs> How come I never heard of this? A fart jar NFT. I have to look at this up. And okay. I think everything exploded from there, uh, pun intended. Um, but uh, interesting to hear that uh, that is not the case, and that there still are there? legitimate reasons why um, the NFT market is booming again. Um, <clears throat> there are some really big drops that are about to come. Maybe it's, hello, hello. Um, you know, important or, or interesting for some of the listeners to kind of know what, what big NFT drops are, are currently coming. I know of a couple, um, maybe if you know of, a, you know, some that are out there or some, some interesting investments from the NFT, we can kind of talk about that and maybe wrap up for tonight. Um, so I, I lost your audio for the past 30 seconds. Oh no. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So what I, what I mentioned is that there are a couple big NFT drops or, or releases that are coming. Mm -hmm. um, and it might be interesting for some of the listeners to just kind of uh, maybe know about those or maybe some other interesting NFT projects that, that you may be following now. And then maybe we can sure. after that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So the, the first, um, 
you, you might have heard of if you're out there is called um, the Hate Beast um, collection. So have you have you heard of that one? You do. Oh, did you mean Hype Beast? No, yeah. it's actually called Hape Beast. Hape Beast, huh? I have not. Tell me more. Yeah, so the the Hape Beast NFT project was one of the big ones that was out there. Um, it's it's a, another ape type of NFT. Oh God, um, another ape. Do we really need another derivative of apes? I don't <laughs> know, but the I mean these Hape Beasts. If you go, um, it's their their Twitter is. Um, hate beast gang they have over right. 162,000 followers on twitter i see um so it's a really really hyped project there's eight eight thousand of these 3d apes um that are styled by um digimental which i guess is a big uh he's mm -hmm. a big kind of nft artist out there um and um they're i think they're in the process of of releasing any day now if they haven't already minted um mm -hmm. but that's a uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like they actually did go live. So the floor price for this uh, project just went live. Um, looks like looks like they haven't actually um, released the right. um, you know they're they're still kind of in that that pre-release line box yeah line box phase. Floor price is seven ETH already. Gosh, for wow. the the hate prime um, hate beast nft collection that's out there so that's a that's a pretty big one that i heard about um for a while now just wasn't interested in getting into a gas war to uh mm -hmm. to try and mint this bad boy it might have been worth it to be honest looking at these prices but uh yeah yeah if, if you mint it i don't know how what the main price was but usually even if you mint it for like half a eve you basically yeah. you know what like more than um 10 10x your money yeah, I, I joined their Discord maybe back in November and I was already too late on mm. the trying to get on a whitelist situation yeah. like it had been going on for months. Um, but kind of remarkable to see. I mean, there have been some really high projects in the past, but remarkable to see a floor price that high that fast. Yeah, no, so, even before release, even, even yeah. more remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's one. Have you, Do you have any that are out there? Uh, I, have, um, I have another one as well that um, yeah yeah i can talk oh I, actually why don't you go for first um and i can finish up with mine okay yeah so there's there's another really big project that's going to be released in february um mm. i think the whitelist is already you know i think we're a little late telling you about this but it's called invisible friends mm. um which is a uh, a project um by marcus magnuson um, and he, he has a number of NFT projects that are out there. Um, they are kind of animated, uh, little invisible people wearing clothes. Um, mm -hmm. I shit you not. Um, but if you thought hate beast had a, a very large following with 162,000 followers on Twitter, invisible friends has over 300,000 followers. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, this I'm is just... going to be a very, very huge, huge project. Um, dropping uh you know probably sometime in february once we find out so just wanted to let the listeners know if they want to stay hip and and cool and and up with the times of the nft craze that's crazy so, that's, yeah. that's crazy and yeah i mean i mean i i don't even know like what's where we are in the market in the nft market anymore like this could be just the beginning or we could get another like 
I don't know, 10 ETH floor price NFT project next month. So it's, it's, this market is so insane. Like I've given up, I've given up in trying to make, make heads and tails out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. It's pretty tough to, to keep up with, but, uh, and don't ask me why I knew about these projects because, <laughs> uh, I have my own guess, but probably shilled to me on, on TikTok or something, <laughs> but, um, knew it. these ones actually kind of look pretty, uh, substantial. So nice. No nice. more, no more rug, uh, projects will no I, more rug projects. Will I advertise to, to our dear listeners here. I'm only talking about the blue chip or, or, or maybe they're not blue chip. Maybe they're like, you know, maybe they're like green ship, you know, right, they're, right. They're just a shade under blue, but they're, they're big ones, man, that are dropping. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What do you got? So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, well, first of all, this project is, has already maintained. In fact, this project called a crypto skulls, was released back in 2018 um actually maybe early 2019 so this is actually one of the more og um nft projects and uh the reason why it got revived recently was because one of the um medivif who is one of the, the nft ogs um you know in the, in the space he started uh shilling this project um like three almost three years into its into its existence um and then gary v um started piling on and then he bought a few skulls recently and then it just pumped the floor fries from like 0.01 to like at some point almost four eth um now it's gone down back to two eth now but um yeah it was it was really interesting project it's one of those like og project um, so what's going on right now? There's a lot of like anthropological work that's being done in the NFT space. People are literally like scouring through the the, the blockchain, trying to f- to find any old projects uh, which no one cared about, um, trying to find the next CryptoPunks, for example. Right. So this this turns out to be a uh, like an authentic OG project. It was released after Punk, but it was released um, before many other crypto projects. Uh, which makes it very rare and very historical, you know. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't like. I'm not trying to get into it at this point. But if it ever, um, you know, goes back, I don't know, under uh, below one ETH, I might just pick one up just in case. Uh, as as the kids would say, just buy one for the culture. Just for the culture, yeah. I mean, uh, funny enough, I was actually in one of those Twitter spaces where Gary. So now I just tail Gary V's Twitter spaces. <laughs> there, anytime yeah. he's in a Twitter space, which honestly, it's, it's if you're a listener, I mean, if you follow Gary V on Twitter, just like anytime you see him in a space, like hop in there and see what the hell they're yeah. talking about, because that's probably the next project that's that's either pumped already or or going to pump. Right, um, right. And it's probably a good buy opportunity for you guys, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, he probably he, he's a he's a good lagging indicator. Like, well, it depends, yeah. right? If, if usually if it's something that he truly cares about, he would buy really early. Uh, but yep. in this case, I think he he kind of was not pressured, but like he got you know some other big key opinion leaders bought it, and then he feels, oh yeah, now I gotta get in. So it's not necessary. He might have bought bought the the local top, but you know. It depends on how you see it. Maybe this thing is going t- ten years, and then we're all gonna sit here and and regret not buying. You know, when it was that too. Maybe it'll go to ten ETH when ETH is only 
500 bucks again we should see we shall see everyone. <laughs> yes. uh, it's all relative in the market so exactly. i think i think that's a good place to like put a bow on this i'm i'm just coming off the injured list i know that you, you have some you know some family stuff going on in, yeah. in a good way and um you know um season two baby we made it yeah. back. they said we couldn't do yeah. it they said we couldn't make it but we yeah. did the haters so, the haters the, the haters the haters are out there in full force Listen, guys, be barnacles, tail Gary V. If you learn anything, don't listen to me. Listen to you. It's a new year, but things stay the same. And we will catch you next time on uh, for another episode of New Kids on the Block. Uh, stay safe out there, Space Cowboys. All right. Be safe, everyone. Good night. What is on the street? You found someone. I guess now it goes to tone.